Hello, 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 what's going on everybody? This is Sydney Smith, the host of this incredible podcast, The Real Queen Sid, and this is episode one, I'm sorry, two, 11 of The Real Queen Sid Show, and this is going to be part two to the uh, leadership training that we started yesterday. So these are the other three characteristics that I look for in rising leaders, in mid-level leaders, and that your leadership is probably looking for, uh, and the areas of growth that may need to occur so that you can get to the next level. So hopefully you guys get a ton of value from this. If you do, please make sure to screenshot it, share it into your Instagram stories, and tag me at the real queen Sid. And if you would like to get entered into the giveaway for $100 cash money, just go ahead and leave a five-star review, and that'll get you right entered. And let's get into this episode. It is the mid-level leadership. These are the characteristics that we look for as you're starting to develop into a leader and as you're starting to develop, to develop into a business owner. Um, so these are the characteristics that I think that your leadership is looking for. Um, and so if you lack in any of these areas, which is totally normal, especially as we're developing and new and whatever, um, if you lack in any of these areas, definitely recommend focusing on the areas that, um, that need growth. So the fourth um, the fourth characteristic that we look for is influence. And so influence does not mean rank. Influence does not mean like, it does not mean oh, you're a rank six or rank four or rank whatever. There are rank fours on the empire that do absolutely nothing, that nobody knows their name. There are rank twos that everybody knows their name, right? So uh, influence does not, does not, and is not indicated by uh, rank. And so influence is really your ability to, it's your ability to like, I don't like the word convince because it sounds negative, but just roll with me here. It's your ability to convince somebody to do something, right? So like, I'll give you an example. That's really, it's not me convincing anybody, right? But uh, I started using these blink of fly lashes every single day. I post about them when I redo them. Like, and I just, I love them. I genuinely love them. And so the amount of people I'll, so I have a, uh, a referral code for these blink of fly lashes. I don't get paid off of any of it, but it's just a code that comes with whenever you sign up for an account, right? Kind of like ketones. And so that's the code that I give to people. And uh, just from me sharing my experience with these blink fly lashes, I've sold over a thousand dollars in lashes and now they're $20 a pop. So like, it's a lot of lashes. <laughs> it's a lot of lashes. And that's, that is influence, right? It's literally just, okay, this is a person that I, that I look up to, or that I like, I like. And so if they like a product, then I'm going to try it. Right. And so that's influence, but also like, once you get into higher level leadership, it's being able to influence your team to do things. Right. And so Brianna Nichols, Brianna, I don't ever call her that. Brie Nichols uh, talks about this a lot where as you're starting to build a team and also with your customers, right? So this is something you can start implementing with your customers as well, but it's this skill of being able to pour and pour and pour and pour and pour into your customers or your promoters. So then when you need something in return, you can kind of give it a little yank, right? And you got the influence to be able to do that. And so think of things like uh, when you're getting close to MVP multiplier, like, have you poured enough into your social media following so that when you yank and you say, I'm this far from my goal, who's going to help me? Do they actually raise their hand? Do they actually step up? Do they actually, right? And this is the, it's an art. 
And so sometimes you'll see these leaders, these, I like to call them dictators. You like to see these leaders that will yank and yank and yank and yank and yank. And they, they don't understand why they're not getting anywhere. They're actually in fact going backwards, right? They're actually in fact going backwards because all they do is ask, I need this. I need this. I need this. I need this. You need to buy this. You need to buy this. You need to buy this without actually pouring into the community, right? And so influence is the ability to really use your, it's, I don't like the word convince and I don't like a magic wand, but that's kind of what it is, right? Is that you provide enough value to, let's think of it this way. You provide enough value to other people that they listen to what you have to say, that they trust your opinion and that they trust what you have to say. So when somebody says, you know, I love these lashes, you've poured enough into them that they go and buy them. Now, I don't make any money off of that, but you get my point, right? It's the same thing with Jessie Lee and these boxy lashes that she likes, right? She has sold over, I think, $10,000 in these lashes uh, because of just pure influence, right? And so the other thing with influence is remember that, especially as you are growing your, uh, as you're growing your teams, remember that you transfer influence with every single thing that you do. You transfer influence with every single thing that you do. So every time you say a person's name, every time you post a picture with somebody, every time you do any of that, you transfer influence, right? And so I think it's really, really perfect because Jesse Lee and I are obviously very close, right? And so every time Jesse Lee says my name on her social media, I automatically get an influx in followers and I ask everybody on Instagram why they're following me. And they'll say, well, Jesse Lee said your name. Well, Jesse Lee mentioned you in a podcast. Well, Jesse Lee did this, right? So like every single time she mentions my name or posts a picture with me or whatever, it transfers influence. Now think about this inside of your team. Every, if you're doing team trainings, every person's name that you decide to say on your team training, you are transferring influence to them. So be very mindful of who you're giving attention to. And I mean that from like the bottom of my heart saying like the people that you give influence to should be the people that are leading from the front, should be the people that are doing the things that you want other people to do, right? And so you might start out, you might start out your training or you like when you're starting to build your team, you might start out saying one person's name because they're at the top of the leaderboard, top of the leaderboard, top of the leaderboard, top of the leaderboard. It's really, really easy to get very fixated on who's at the top of the leaderboard. I challenge you, especially as you grow your teams, right? This is kind of a higher level conversation, but as you grow your teams, I challenge you to look into the depth of who is showing up as team empire? Who is contributing to the team? Who is doing the things that you tell them to? Who is coachable? Who is not just necessarily at the top of the leaderboard? Not just necessarily at the top of the leaderboard, but who is a well-rounded person that you would like to pour into and transfer influence to? So influence is uh, is the fourth one on those, those skills that we look for or the, um, yeah, the skills that we look for, right? Number five, 
is the ability to learn and learn quickly or learn willingly. Okay. So the ability to learn and learn willingly or, and, or quickly. Uh, so quickly is a benefit. Sometimes that's not always the case. Sometimes we need to be shown something 62 different times because it's just not how our brain works. Right. But the, the, the ability to learn willingly is super, super important, right? And so these are the people, as you step into this mid-level leadership, these are the people that are seeking knowledge on their own, right? They're not constantly in your inbox saying, well, how do you do this? Well, how do you do this? Well, how do you do this? Well, there's about 65 different uh, resources in the empire. Maybe you should go look in there. Uh, and it's the people that are seeking knowledge and, and, you know, I can always tell the people that are going to be really good because number one, they're in my inbox asking a bazillion questions. However, they're, they're more often than not answering their own questions before I even get to them. Right. So like, they'll ask me a question and then be like, Oh, just kidding. I forgot. I found it. And they'll ask me a question. Oh, just kidding. I couldn't wait long enough for you to answer me. I found it. And they'll ask me a question. Oh, just, never mind. I found it. I got it. I'm good. I'm like, all right, cool. That's that's awesome. Or they'll send me, uh, I love when people send me proof that they've been looking for something, right? So like, <laughs> I love that. When somebody's like, well, uh, well, how do you do, how do you find your referrer code, right? And I'm like, did you search the empire? But if you send me like, I can't find my referrer code and screenshot. This is what I, this is what pops up when I search referrer code in the empire. I know you actually looked, right? So it's the difference between like actually actively searching for your own knowledge and just asking for it on a silver platter. Um, and something that you guys actually don't tell anybody this, but we're building out something really cool in the empire um, where we're going to be doing a ton of micro trainings on super, super common questions. Y'all are probably getting asked like how to set up zoom, how to make a pic collage, how to make a TikTok, how to search hashtags, how like all of these little, little, little things that you probably get asked a lot. So it's almost like we're creating our own empire Google, right? Cause like, sometimes I'm like, um, so sometimes people are like, how do you make a TikTok? I'm like, you're going to need to YouTube that. I am not, I'm not telling you step-by-step step how to do that. <laughs> That's just not going to happen. Uh, you need to YouTube that, but now we're going to have our own empire Google, um, for those reasons. So anyway, uh, it's the ability to be resourceful, which is what we just talked about, right? The ability to seek out your own resources, the ability to actually look, uh, the ability to ask in the team chat before you at, before you direct message your direct upline, right? All of these things are super important to the ability to learn and learn quickly. Um, the, <laughs> I love this one. Uh, you don't have to remind them to get on calls. They're actively wanting to seek the information, they want to learn, they want to show up, they want to grow their mind, they want to learn, they want to be better, right? These are the people that like, they want the training. So I don't have to sit here and remind you 62 times to get on this call. I know who you are. I know who the people are that I don't have to remind because you're always on here first. I know who the people are. It's the people that when I drop in the chat for the 67th time, excuse me, training starting, hello. I know you don't have an alarm set, even though I've told you to set an alarm 65 times. I don't know what the word is, or what the what the deal is with 60 tonight, but it's my number, okay? So you don't have to remind them to get on calls because they're hungry for more information. You don't have to force them to do Betty the Bot because they know the value in it. You don't have to force them to do any of it. The other thing with this is that they are coachable, right? And so 
you're going to find that there are a bunch of different peoples that will come peoples. There's a bunch of different people that will come into your team, uh, customers and promoters alike. Some of them will question everything you ask them to do. Well, why do I need to do that? Well, I don't understand. Well, why do I need to do that? Why do I need to do Betty the bot? Well, why do I need to get on team training? Well, why do I need to get on power hour? Well, well, I don't want to do that. Well, I'm scared to go live. Well, I don't want to post a TikTok. Well, I don't like TikTok. Well, I don't feel like doing that. Well, uh, mm, uh, and then you'll, you'll have the people that will come into your team and you say, Laura Spears is a great example of this. Laura Spears asked me for a uh, audit of her social media. And I said, if you look at your engagement, people engage more with your posts that have your face in it, specifically with makeup on. Like when she wears a bright lipstick, people engage more in posts like that. And she said, okay, you want to know all I have seen from Laura Spears since that day? Pictures with her face in it with lipstick on it. And she's like, my engagement went up. I'm like amazing. She didn't question me. She didn't ask me why I was saying that. She literally just implemented, right? It's a great example of that, but it's the people that are willing to implement without questioning me, not me, but your upline, right? Uh, or Jesse Lee or anybody that has what you want, right? If there's somebody that has what you want in this business, it's the ability to not question them. So that is all under the ability to learn, learn quickly and learn willingly. And then the last one uh, is self-awareness. Self-awareness, self-awareness sucks. Uh, so self-awareness is, it's, it's, there's multiple parts to this, right? So the first thing with self-awareness is the ability to understand your own style. And I've kind of talked about this over the last month with, um, with, with um, attraction marketing and just attraction marketing in general, as you begin to develop your business, as you begin to grow your business, you're going to be required to look at your social media, to look at your posts, to look at your style of running business and, and ask yourself what's working and what's not, right? And so this self-awareness is to understand your own style, understand what works well for you in business, right? So uh, I think of Megan George when I think of this. Megan George uh, loves talking about lazy keto. She loves doing keto kitchens. She loves uh, talking about, you know, being dirty keto. She loves giving keto recipes. She loves all of that dope. Not my style. Absolutely not. I would be miserable, right? But that's what works really well for her. And so once you get into the self-awareness point, you can understand that here's, here's, here's the real thing is that like when you're told to market the pick three better me bundle, you know what that means for your marketing style, right? So like for Megan George, that means doing a bunch of keto lives and doing a bunch of keto content so that her friend requests skyrocket leading into open enrollment for pick three better me. For me, that ends up being, this is going to sound crazy, but that ends up being me doing a bunch of lesbian content on TikTok because people love it. And I get a ton of followers from that. And then doing, uh, on, on Instagram, doing a bunch of stuff in my stories, right? So for me, it looks very different, right? So if I do a bunch of lesbian content leading up to the open enrollment for Pick 3 Better Me, then I have a bunch of eyes on my page to then market to, right? So does that make sense? How like this is, they're completely different marketing styles, but they work for us individually. And that like, until you understand your own style, that makes no sense, right? Like, it's like, what do you mean 
to prepare for pick three better me, you're going to do a bunch of lesbian content. That doesn't make any sense, Cindy, that there's no correlation, but as you, and we're going to talk about this tonight, actually on team training, uh, as you develop the, the vision of the bigger picture, you see how it works. You see how it all works together. Where posting about my brand to get my people in will help me promote pick three better me. Okay. So it's the self-awareness around your own style. And then it's the self-awareness and the ability to pay attention to the people that know who they are, right? So the self-awareness around knowing who you are. When you can develop that skill, y'all, I've been saying this a lot lately, but last week was our four-year anniversary uh, as the Empire and with Prove It. And somebody asked on the, on the live, they said, what's your biggest accomplishment? And everybody in the room was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Which, well, you want me to pick one? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And I immediately was like, I know what mine is. And they were like, what? I said, I know what mine is. And I'm like, all right. That was very confident. Like, go ahead. And I said, I love myself. Like, I know exactly who I am. I know exactly what matters to me. I know exactly what my intentions are with building this business. And I love myself. And I couldn't have said that four years ago. I wanted to drive my car off a road, literally four years ago. So that's my biggest accomplishment, right? Is knowing who I am. And so when you can step into that, oh my God, people are texting me with the little, the little half sentences. I got, I got Jenny Elizabeth texting me with half sentences now. It's very, it's very stressful. Uh, okay, anyway, so I know who I am now, right? And so here's the thing with knowing who you are is that you just have an aura, a confidence around you that it doesn't actually matter who you are. It just matters that you know who that is. That's what people are attracted to. People are attracted to the confidence in the aura. People don't, okay, I'll give you a very, very perfect example, right? So there was this girl that actually ended up joining the team um, who messaged me before she joined the team. And she said, I literally hate everything about you. Like, I don't like gay people. I don't like uh, addicts. I don't like, like, she's, she's like, I don't like anything about you. I don't agree with anything about you. I, nothing. And I was like, okay. Hi, welcome. What's up? And she's like, you know, your you know, your shit. And I can't, like, I tried to ignore you. She's like, I was listening to your podcast because I liked your business advice. And then she felt like I was pushing a gay agenda on her. She's like, you're talking about being gay too much. So you're trying to make me gay. And I was like, that's not, that's not true at all. Like, please don't, like, please don't overpopulate my community if you don't need to. But anyway, uh, <laughs> and she, so she stopped listening to me and she's like, I couldn't listen to your podcast. I blocked you on everything. Like I was like, no, this girl is not for me. And she goes, two weeks went by and I couldn't stop thinking about you. What would Sydney do in this? What would Sydney do in this situation? How would Sydney coach through this? How would Sydney advise me to do this in business? How would Sydney build her business this way? How would she do this? How would, and I was like, huh. She goes, so I ended up having to unblock you and listening to your stupid podcast again because I can't stop thinking about you. And I was like, huh. But it goes to prove the point. She didn't like me. It didn't matter who I was. It was just the sheer fact that I knew who I was. She didn't like the person that I was, right? Like I tell, I say this all the time to you guys, like everybody has a, a different idea of what a perfect human is. I was the exact opposite of what a perfect human is to her. 
but the confidence was there. The confidence was attracting. And so that self-awareness of who, who are you and what's important to you and what do you stand for and what do you not back down from? And what, like, what do you, what is the message? And who is it that says this? Lewis Howes says this, um, at the end of every podcast, he asks every speaker, uh, if you, if you lived your whole life, like you lived this really full life and you accomplished everything that you ever wanted to accomplish and you, you finished everything that you wanted to do. But when you died, you had to take everything with you. You had to take all of your content, all of your podcasts, all everything you taught people. If you had to take all of it with you, what are the three truths that you would leave people with? And I think that's so powerful. Like, what are the three things that are so true to you that are so deeply ingrained in you that are so authentic to you that those are the only three things that you would leave behind on this earth for people to know the three life lessons the three truths whatever right and so it's that self-awareness around that the next part of self-awareness is your emotional intelligence yo eq now each and every one of you i've watched grow in your eq so much. (laughs) I've watched grow in your EQ so much, but EQ, for those of you that don't know what that is, it's your ability to stay uh, consistent in your emotions when things are happening, right? It's your ability to not react quickly. It's your ability to not like wash your hands of things and like say, no, I I give up. I quit. This is stupid. I'm not doing this. It's your ability to um, stay level-headed when things are probably not going your way, right? When things are not going the way that you want them to. And so that takes a lot of self-awareness, a lot of self-awareness. Now EQ will play into a lot of things in business, right? So um, are you able to make, are you able to take your emotions out of a situation when you're making decisions for, for a group of people, right? So like, are you able to take your emotions out of a situation so that you can make a decision for a group of people that will serve the greater good. That's kind of the vision here, right? Is, is are you self-aware enough to understand when you're doing things based solely out of your own emotions, not what is best for the greater good? 